Welcome to this podcast featuring well-known Bible teacher, Kevin Connor. For more information, visit kevinconnor.org. Yes, uh, sorry, I have to sit down. Uh, about a year or so ago, I had an operation, triple bypass, and uh, is it how long? Oh, it feels only a year ago. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, oh, what happened? While I was in, uh, oh, that's right, I had the operation and then uh, I had a, st- a slight stroke coming out of it and uh, my leg was paralysed so I couldn't walk and uh, so two nurses were taking me along the, uh, the passage there trying to make me walk and then uh, they put me in the rehabilitation uh, place there for uh, two weeks, and uh, one of the nurses phoned up Mark, uh, my son, and said, is your dad okay? And uh, he said, yeah, as far as I know, he's uh, okay. Uh, Why? Well, they said, he's always asking every nurse, when can I go home? (laughs) And he said, my dad's persistent. (laughs) So uh, uh, while I was in the chapter and thinking of... uh, uh, Gerard, another one to add to my long list of praying. Uh, I, I was quickened on Romans 4 just by way of introduction. And uh, Romans 4, and in that chapter, uh, Old King James, it says about the word dead is four, used four times. And it says about Abraham, uh, he didn't consider. Sarah's womb now dead and he didn't consider his own body now dead but he considered God who raised the dead and then uh, it says and this was written for his sake not for his only but for us also if we believe God raised Jesus from the dead and I thought dead 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 you know the last enemy to be destroyed uh, is death and the last thing to be redeemed is our old body. So uh, anyway, in that chapter it says, Abraham against hope believed in hope. And I said, said to the Lord at the time, I haven't got faith for healing, but I have hope. And then the Lord quickened me. There is a place for hope. Uh, this is not my message, but uh, introductory. So uh, I said, there is a place for hope. And so... I looked up the word hope and it says, the Lord delights not in those who, in the legs of a man, and we think of our uh, Olympics, or the legs of a horse, and I think of our races and whatever, but he delights in those who hope in his mercy. And I said, Lord, I haven't got faith, but I have hope. So there is a place for hope. I hope in his mercy and I'm still alive. Next year I'll be 88. I said two years off 90. Oh God! But uh, uh, where's the sister that encouraged? Eight, 95. Oh, you're an encouraging to an old man. Okay. What's that, darling? Oh, there's a stool there. Where? Oh, okay. All right, I'll I'll go to that. 
So you don't mind me sitting down. Everybody said amen. All right, so uh, I want you to uh, turn to your notes here. And uh, I'm never sure uh, what translations you have on these days. But uh, let's turn to Genesis chapter 1 and verses 1 through to 5. First uh, few verses in the Bible. How many have got uh, Old King James? How many have got New King James? All right, how many have got other? God help you. <laughs> All right, now, uh, so let's, let's have a word of prayer and ask the Lord to help us. Father, we just say uh, thank you for your presence here. Uh, and we just pray that you'll quicken us and touch us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Bless your word to all of our hearts. We ask in Jesus' wonderful name. Everybody said amen. amen. Now, I've given you three, three sheets of notes. And uh, I didn't ask what, uh, what time I finish. But uh, Gerard asked me to speak on this. And uh, so that's what we're doing. Okay, so I'm, I'm reading from New uh, King James, and I want you to, because uh, we are fanatics here, amen, and we believe the words inspired by the Holy Spirit, and no words are there to fill up the book. So it says in the uh, first uh, uh, verses 1 through to 5, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, or on the, on, on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering or moved over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the, day, the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Uh, I, I think just uh, verses 1 to 5. All right, now, in my mind, and as I uh, understand uh, the Bible after, uh, you know, the more I know, the less I know, but uh, as I read the Bible, I, I say these first few verses are really the key to the whole Bible. And you've got that on your notes there, key to the whole Bible, especially linked to the book of Acts. So if I said to you this morning, which comes first, the Spirit of God or the Word of God? How many would say the Spirit? How many would say the Word? How many haven't got a hand? <laughs> Hands up. Okay. The Spirit of God moved. And then God said. So first the Spirit and the Word. How do we get the Bible? Holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit moved upon men, and the, the, as the Spirit moved on men, uh, the Word was produced. So first the Spirit, then the Word. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a strong believer, those who, who know me, 
that we've got to make more room for the Holy Spirit in the meetings. Uh, how many can say amen? amen. And, and, and not just the Word, and I love the Word, but first the Spirit moving and then God speaking. So that's a really important uh, point in my mind. First the Spirit, then the Word. So in uh, verse 1, as you've got there, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. So we believe in creation, not devolution, not, not evil solution. Amen? So I'm a creationist. People say to me, well, you know, I say, well, you know what they say. Say, in the beginning God, and, and notice... Any time it refers to Satan, and you might like to make a note of this, it never says in the beginning. Every reference to Satan uh, or through the Bible is from the, the beginning. The devil sinned from the beginning, not in the beginning, because he's a created being. So in the beginning, God. We've got to begin with God. So in the beginning, God. And then the devil sinned from the beginning. Now, I want you to notice, uh, uh, I'd like, like you to turn over to Isaiah chapter uh, 54. Uh, no, Isaiah f- uh, 45. I write in tongues. Now, this is a verse that we don't often... Am I speaking too loud? Okay. All you deaf people. <laughs> Okay, look at verse 18, and I, if you want to mark your Bible, you can just, uh, you've got the notes there. Uh, verse 18, this verse really belongs to Genesis, chapter 1, verses 1 through to 5. And so it says, For thus says the Lord, who created the heavens, uh, who is God, who formed the earth and made it, so in the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. We got it here. Thus says, uh, says the Lord, who created the heavens, who is God, who formed the earth and made it, who hath established it in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. Now, notice this. Who did not create it in vain, and uh, I'm not a, a, a Hebrew expert, but they're the same words that are used in the beginning there. And the earth became without form and void. And darkness was upon the face, face of the deep. Well, listen to what it says. Who did not create it a waste or a ruin or in a void. Who formed it, what for? To be inhabited. So God's original intention was to form the heavens and the earth to be inhabited. So you've got to read verse uh, 18, Isaiah 45, with Genesis 1. All right, now, in, 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 uh, on your notes there, on the bullet, third bullet, is everything all right, Sister Connor? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Isaiah 45 and verse 18. Sorry. Sometimes I, I, I said to the folks on uh, Advanced Track, sometimes I feel 
like I'm in the hereafter uh, or the therefore, and I go to my office and I come down to the kitchen and think, what am I hereafter? <laughs> so I, I, I'm in the hereafter and then I say to me, what am I there for? Anybody else like me? Uh, so the senior saints identify with me on this. Okay, so Isaiah 45 and verse 18. All right, now, notice this in, in uh, the third bullet, possibility. And it's a controversial thing, but I, be- I personally believe it, that between uh, verses 2 and 3, we have the fall of Satan. That's why I said it's a, a controversial possibility. I'll tell you why, why I believe that. God is light. He doesn't have light. God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. Now, we see light and darkness. And the Spirit of God, God said, and by the way, if you want to make a note of that, ten times in Genesis chapter 1, God said, God said, God said, God said. First the Spirit, then the Word. And ten times God said. So first the Spirit, then the Word. That's the picture that we have. So I'm leading up to something. Uh, And so in the next bullet we have number four is the Spirit of God was moving. So hovering in the uh, the, the darkness and so forth. Then we have... and. Maybe, maybe you haven't noticed it, uh, this before, but uh, I'm going back to Genesis uh, chapter 1. It's so simple and yet so profound. It says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. So we have light. And then God saw the light that it was good, and God saw the light that it was good, and God divided. So we have the first use of the word divided or division. What? He divided the light from the darkness. Now, as I said, God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. Where did the darkness come from? Now, notice the next verse. God called the light day, so he named it light and darkness, He called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So now we have, here's the seed thought, we have two kingdoms. The kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. Right there in the beginning. In the beginning. Now, where did the darkness come from? I know. I, I think I do. Satan, who's the prince of the power of darkness. So now, which kingdom are we in? Kingdom of light. So that's my theme this morning. Light and darkness and division. God divided the light from the darkness. So kingdom of light, kingdom of darkness. So we are in the kingdom of light. Everybody said amen on that? Okay, so that's the picture that we have in... uh, Genesis, the first few verses, and you see these two kingdoms, they run parallel through the whole Word of God.
So in the little blue spot there, if you want to put God, so God creating, and then the kingdom named light, he called day. So you and I are children of the day, not children of the night. We are not, we've come out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Is that right? Everybody said amen. All right, so I find this theme runs through the whole Bible, and so I've, I've given you a good outline, I think. So, light and the kingdom name, the kingdom of darkness. On the fourth day of creation, he regulated light and darkness. Sun, moon, and stars uh, let the um, sun, moon, uh, and the stars rule over the day and the night. And so we have two kingdoms here and the kingdom name. So kingdom of light, kingdom of darkness. Now, uh, just very briefly, and I'll get you to read the scriptures fully at home, but number one, in redemption. So in the whole plan of redemption, there are those who are in the kingdom of darkness. We want to get them out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. That's what witnessing is about. Amen? So we want to get them out of one kingdom, kingdom of darkness, into the kingdom of light. So we see it in redemption. Now, if you'll just be patient with me. So number one, in redemption. Uh, number two, in Proverbs. Uh, in, uh, number three, in Israel's deliverance. Number four, in prophecy. Okay, so uh, let's go back to number one. And uh, let's, uh, we'll, we'll skip the first scripture. I'll quote a little bit. God has shined in the darkness and brought us out into the kingdom of light. Uh, I'd like you to turn to second scripture there, First Thessalonians. How am I doing all right, Ben? Uh, yeah, First Thessalonians and... Um, Paul sort of goes back to this, uh, chapter 5, verse 1 through to 8. And I'm reading from New King James. But concerning the times and the season, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. Now, let me hold it there. How many uh, believe that the Bible teaches the Lord is coming as a thief in the night? Why don't we read the scripture properly? Because, see, I had lots of preaching on that. The Lord's coming as a thief in the night until a minister in America showed me. I said, well, just read it. Okay. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as a laborer pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But, what's the next word? All right, but. Everybody say but. And this is what revolutionized my life. But. You, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. So the minister said to me, 
and to all of us as a congregation, how many are looking for Jesus to come as a thief in the night? And I put up both hands. I said, yeah. He said, if you're looking for the Lord to come as a thief in the night, you're in darkness. And I thought, oh, that's blasphemy. But he read that verse. He said, but. Everybody say but. Okay. But. But you, brethren and sisters, are not in darkness that, so that that day should t- overtake you as a thief. So he said, if you're looking for the Lord to come as a thief in the night, you're in darkness. But we're not in darkness that that day should overtake as a thief. Read it. You are all the sons of light. Where do you get that from? Creation. Way back in redemption, you are sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. Hallelujah. But we've got to recognize that the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light are two kingdoms that began in Genesis and after the entrance of sin, these two kingdoms are with us today. So in redemption, everybody clear on that? So we are not of the night nor of the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep. And I was born tired, as others do, but let us watch and be sober. So the characteristics of sleepiness and night is sleep and darkness. But the characteristics of the children of light is watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us uh, who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love as uh, as a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, uh, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. So who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore, comfort each other with these words. Is everybody clear on that? So in redemption, we've been taken out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. So I'm not looking for the Lord to come as a thief in the night. How many have learned something this morning? (laughs) You're not in darkness. You're children of light. Hallelujah. Okay, Uh, let's go down to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. Let's see where Proverbs is. Yeah, Proverbs chapter 4. So once you get this theme, and I'm leading up to something as you can uh, guess. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. So it says, But the path of the just is like the shining sun or like light. Path of the just. How many are just and justified by the uh, grace of Christ? That shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. But read the next verse. The way of the wicked is like darkness. 
they do not know what makes them stumble. It's so clear. So the path of the just is a shining light. We're not in darkness. Okay, next one. I'm talking to a very intelligent bunch of people. Exodus chapter 10, uh, just for time's sake, so I don't preach the everlasting gospel and uh, your ears don't get too heavy. Is in Israel's deliverance, how many know what was the ninth, uh, I think it was the ninth plague, uh, yeah, about the ninth or tenth plague? Uh, yeah, the ninth plague. In, in Israel, God sent a plague of darkness, right? But the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. Three days darkness. And it was a darkness that could be felt. And when you read uh, uh, the book of Psalms, it says God sent evil angels in the darkness. So people were scared to death. But in Israel, there is light in their dwellings. That's a miracle. So in Israel, so as we look at the world, and that's why, uh, you know, Gerard asked me to speak on this. He said, so many of the senior saints, and which <laughs> includes us, are seeing the dark side of things. Darkness and light, they're both running parallel together. Things are getting worse and worse and worse out in the world, and things are getting brighter and brighter, I, I think, <laughs> hopefully, in the church, the true church. Amen? So, proverb. And then uh, let's go to one scripture there, uh, uh, the middle one. And I, I'd like to encourage you to read the scriptures when you get home because this has helped me, Lord. I'm in the kingdom of light. Things are getting brighter and brighter for the church. They're getting worse and worse for the world. Okay, so let's go to Amos chapter 5. Amos. Uh, where's Amos? I know it's in the Old Testament. <laughs> Thank you for your help. Uh, Amos, uh, page 666. <laughs> uh, no, just kidding. Uh, Amos chapter 5. And uh, we'll pick up when verses 18... Uh, yeah, 18 to 20. Okay, now, I want to ask you a question as I read this scripture. Woe to you who desire the day of the Lord. How many looking for the day of the Lord? Some of you. Hands up. Yeah. Okay, let's read it. Okay. Some of you haven't got hands. You're frightened of being tricked. Woe unto you, woe to you who desire the day of the Lord, for what good is the day of the Lord to you? It will be darkness and not light. It will be as though a man fled from a lion and a bear met him. As though, or, as, uh, as though he went into the house, leaned his house on the wall, on the wall and a serpent bit him. 
Is not the day of the Lord darkness and not light? It is not very dark with no brightness at all. What do you do with that? So to the unwatching world, it will be a day of gloom and darkness. But to the believers, it will be light. All right, you got some, something out of page one? <laughs> Let's uh, turn to page two. Sorry to do this to you, but uh, Jared asked me. Now, on the next page, uh, page two, uh, I've got circles of divine judgment now. I'm sort of leading up to something that, so that we've got two kingdoms, kingdom of darkness, kingdom of light. Okay, everybody agree with that. Now, turn over to Isaiah again. Isaiah chapter 26, I'll put the scripture there for you. So do, do like you to encourage you. When you get home, read the scriptures. All right, Isaiah chapter 29, and uh, I think it's verse 6b. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, Isaiah chapter 26, verses 9 to 9b. That's right. Thank you for helping the old man. All right, now we'll read uh, ver verse uh, uh, 9b, or I'll read the whole verse, and then... Oh, now I sort of uh, wonder if I've got a wrong verse. I'm in the wrong chapter. That's signs of an old man. Isaiah chapter 26, that's right. Sorry. Yes, uh, so uh, verse 9b, uh, I'll read the whole verse. Yeah, with my soul I have desired you in the night. Yes, by my spirit within me I will seek you early. And now, this is the verse that struck me because this is happening as I go to the last sheet in a moment. For when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. But let grace be shown to the wicked, yet he will not learn And you see, people say to me, as we go to our third sheet in a moment, what's happening in the world with all the earthquakes and the tsunamis and everything? I say, well, God's judgments are in the earth. And let grace be shown, they will not learn. And you see, people do not learn the hard way. Now, uh, just to illustrate here, and, uh, and I'll just give you one example. But uh, I, as I, I was studying this, uh, preparing for today, I thought, wow, it's just right through. How many have been uh, to Japan? Ever? Okay. 
Uh, did you ever find out about the Japanese fly? Okay, the Japanese fly, it's sort of before it sings, it goes round and round and round and round in circles. That's what the, the circles are for. And the last thing the Japanese fly stings is man or the animal, the horse. But they go round and round. Now, the thing is, I've given you some examples and uh, I'm not going to read it out to you. I've got, well, I write in tongues here. Uh, every, every example. And did you know that when God comes in, God always starts with nature and then bit by bit and the last thing he touches is man. And you see, that's what we see. Now, Job chapter 1 and 2, I'll just, uh, he, the devil's a great counterfeiter. You read Gen, uh, Job chapter 1 and 2, and this is what you find. The devil came into the meeting. He never misses a meeting. He's always there to take away the seed of the word. So he never misses a meeting. Either he's there or the, he sends his demons. And so uh, as he came to the meeting up with the sons of God, God said to uh, the devil, have you seen my servant Job? He's so wonderful and none like him. And God gave a tremendous te testimony to the devil. And uh, the devil said, okay, let me loose at him. Now, this will understand because I think of Gerard this morning and what Sister said about cancer, my own son-in-law, Frank DiMozio, some of you know him, and Sharon was out, my daughter from America. He's got a deadly cancer. He's got 15 treatments. And the, the, at the moment, he's got pneumonia. So they said, we can't do anything at the moment. So they've had to stop the treatments every 21 days. Five days and a half, uh, I mean, that's a whole story in itself. So we know what we're talking about. So the devil says to God, let me at him. Job's just serving you for what you can get. So I, 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 if you want to put it down, but uh, I want you to read it. The first thing the devil touches, the outer circle, oxen. The Sabaeans came and killed all the oxen and kill the servants. So oxen. Number two, the second one, the Sabaeans came and killed all the donkeys. You'll see that in Job. And then, what happened? The next slot, see, he's getting closer and closer, the, the oxen, second circle, the donkey, uh, the donkeys, yeah, Third circle, the sheep. And he killed the servants. So he's just a uh, Japanese fly style, going round and round and round in circles. The last thing he touches is Job. Just a minute. Okay, next one, number four, is the camels. So if you want to put in your circles there, number four circle is the camels. And the servants were killed. 
Now, number five, please note this, the fifth circle. And I'm, I'm going to give you a couple of examples. Uh, the fifth circle, sons and daughters. They were in the house eating and drinking and partying and a great rushing wind came and, and knocked the house over, killed all the sons and daughters. How many is seeing something here? He's the great counterfeiter. So he goes to God in chapter 2. When you, you read it yourself, when you get home, <laughs> okay, and he says to God, Job still holds his integrity and we still hold in integrity regardless. As I said, the last thing to be redeemed is our old body and the last enemy to be destroyed is death. I've got to realize that. Veen and I, we, we're more conscious of, as we get older. As you get older, you get colder too. <laughs> You're laughing with me, not at, at me. And so, you know what happens? Number, number uh, six, I've got in my notes. After the sons and daughters, God said, okay, I'll let you at Job, but don't take his life. He's a just man. He's a righteous man. And so what does the devil do? He smites Job with boils. See, we, we don't know anything about that. And you see, if God had have come to Job and said, now, Job, I'm going to let the devil at you for a while, but she'll be right. You'll get the DP, the double portion at the end. God could have said, uh, Job could have said to God, typical Aussie, Oh, she'll be right, mate. No, he left him in the dark. And God and Job had to trust God in the dark. We have to do that. I'm sorry, I, I, you know, Rin and I, uh, because uh, health hasn't been 100%, say, Lord, I trust you. Live or die, I trust you in the dark. Amen? How, how many are with me this morning? See, that's it. So... You find there, and so in the inner circle, you can put down Job. He smote him with boils. And I'm glad my wife's not like that. His wife said to him, why don't you curse God and die? He said, look, we can get good or bad at the hands of, the, uh, of God, but we trust him. That's it. And Job sinned not. He said a lot of stupid things, but he never cursed God. And God didn't explain to Job at the end of it. Now, okay, let's go to the next one, uh, Exodus 5 through to 12. And I'm just going to say them out because our time's just about up. Uh, let me just say them in order and you, you can do your own circles. I've, been run around in rings here. Okay, what's the first uh, plague? The rod becomes a serpent. But the Aaron's rod swallowed them all up. The next plague, I went through the ten plagues. The waters become blood. 
and all the fish died. Plague number three, frogs. Sometimes I say to my reen, you're a frog. You put your cold feet on me and I'm shivering in bed. <laughs> What's the next plague? The dust become lice. They were lousy. <laughs> I'm man and beast. What's the next plague? I hope you're getting the point. A plague of flies. So Japanese fly style is God's getting closer. The devil's getting closer. Okay. Uh, swarms of flies. What's the next plague? On all the cattle. And there are yeah, cattle. And then the next plague, number eight, is the lo uh, locust plague. Terrible. And then the ninth plague, as we've already said, darkness that may be felt. What's the death, uh, the tenth plague? Death of the firstborn. In every house, there was someone dead. Oh, what's God doing? I'll tell you in a moment. He's going round and round and round. And Pharaoh hardened his heart and he said, Oh, tell God I'm sorry. Get rid of the flies. And, you know, it was a miracle. Uh, I was reading it last night. There was not one fly, not one locust left in the land of Israel. I mean, that's, that's God. But I'm telling you, the last thing. And so I recommend that you go through the seals, the trumpets and the vials of wrath. And most of them, not all of them, most of them end up with man. And I'd like you to turn to Revelation chapter 16, just about finished. Uh, turn to Revelation chapter 16, and uh, this frightened me, Revelation 16. Am I making sense to everybody pretty well this morning? I said to Rain, please, please pray for my feeble mind. Uh, all right, last, uh, uh, I've got last, mankind repentance. Revelation chapter 16, verse 9 and 10. And if you haven't marked this, then the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun and power was given him to scorch men with fire. Then in verse 9, and men were scorched with great heat and they blasphemed the name of, of God who has power over these plagues. And underline, if you haven't, they did not repent and give him glory. You notice in, in chapters 1, 2, and 3, God called uh, five of the churches to repentance. Repentance, repent. These are the last words ever. They did not repent. Then go to verse 10. Then the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast and his kingdom became full of darkness because it's a kingdom of darkness and they gnawed their pains because of pain. Uh, they blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and sores 
and underline it again, did not repent of their deeds. So lack of repentance at the very end. So the world in one way is getting worse, is getting better. Okay, uh, something for you to work on. All right, let's go over to the last page here. Uh, just uh, uh, give me about five minutes and then I'll give you a thought here. So on the negative sides, so we've got to realize that there's two kingdoms, kingdom of darkness, kingdom of light, and the light is shining more and more to the perfect day for the righteous. But the kingdom of darkness, because people, unsaved, they're saying to me, Kevin, what's happening in the earth? And I'm able to say in some places, God's judgments are in the earth. And God is doing these things to try and get man's attention. Does everybody realize that? So I've just put down some, uh, you know, negative signs. So number one, bullet. Scoffers and mockers uh, mocking about the coming of the Lord. Uh, did you know that I, I just got an email yesterday and my wife uh, too that they're trying to outlaw Christianity in America. Yeah, that was the, the latest. And that every state in America now has a mosque. And they say once we get a mo mosque in every state, that's the beginning of our takeover. Uh, we're living in serious days, but I'm not scared. Sudden death, sudden glory. Eh? Okay. Increased earthquakes. Have you seen the, the earthquakes? It's getting worse and worse. Volcanoes exploding. I mean, just uh, unfrightening. Cyclones and typhoons. Look at them. Famines. Two-thirds of the world is on starvation rations. Pestilences. There are new plagues coming out all the time in America and in Australia. They don't know how to d handle it. And you see, my wife and I, we, we laid up in bed for about five days. We, we went to a, a, a camp of ministers and uh, we, about 15 of us got sick. And we were laid up in bed for about four or five days. And a doctor, uh, he, the, the wife said to us, Kevin, there are plagues and viruses coming in from uh, uh, Malaysia and Thailand. And they said, we've got no antibiotics in Australia to deal with them. That's what the doctors are saying. So I say, God... Please, a little bit of resurrection life, if you don't mind. Pestilences, chaotic weather. I mean, it's gone mad. As I said, we get older and we get colder. Plagues, pestilences. Oh, have I got that? Uh, violence and crimes and murders. Every nation that has cut the murder pen or the death, uh, death penalty out has increased in murders. Murders have skyrocketed. Uh, anybody notice that? I'm not being negative. I'm just being, that's the facts of life. Murders, terrorism, sexual revolution. I mean, 
Where do we go on this? Uh, Same-sex marriage, homosexual marriages. What do you do? It's increasing. And they say Australia is... It was on the news last night. Australia is ready for same-sex marriage. Homosexual. Days of Noah. We have moved from the days of Noah to the days of Lot. We're in a sodomite society. Drug revolution. I was invited to speak at a, I think I can say it here, Methodist church in those days. And I found that they were just about to ordain a homosexual minister. And so I cancelled any appointment. I wasn't praying for the phone to ring. Human uh, slavery, human traffic, trafficking, abortions. Um, yeah, may, maybe I could say this a little bit. You see, I went to a three-day, two, three-day seminars on uh, Islam in Australia up at uh, Crossway. And they wouldn't let me in the second one because Mark was my senior minister. Anyway, I got in. I apologise. But one woman there had eight babies and having difficulty, a midwife told us this. We were there, my wife and I, and said, why don't you stop having babies? They said, no, I'm a Muslim. This is the way we're taking over Australia. While you're Australia, we are aborting over 100,000 babies a year. They have to have, which each wife, 12. And they said, and the lady said, this is how we're going to take Australia. We either do it by jihad or else immigration and population. Hey, we're living in serious times. Thank you. Uh, persecution Christians. How many I mean, I, I, I don't need to comment on these. But Christians are being crucified in Syria. Women are being ripped open. And they're hanging their babies by the umbilical cord from the trees. Hey, this is what's going on. Wars and rumours, war, one world government. Uh, I don't know, I, I could comment on each of these, but you're intelligent people. One world government. What, what is happening in America? Thousands of children crossing the borders because they said, we're going to make Canada, America and Mexico one nation. We're preparing for it. And they've got the new currency already printed. Apostasy in the church. I mean, Reen and I, we were speaking. Can, can I have about five more minutes? Is that all right? Far, uh, at the um, interns in Australia, uh, here at City Life Church. And one of the questions was, there were so many churches accepting same-sex marriage, homosexual marriages. What's Kevin's opinion? I said, well, this is a good question whoever asked it, but he says, it's not my opinion. 
What is God's opinion? Amen? Everybody said amen. I said, this is what God says. Before sin. And see, I've just had to deal with these things in another church lately, and I've just got a home meeting coming up here. Apostasy in the church. So many churches are apostatizing. They don't believe in the virgin birth or miraculous coming of Christ. I say, hey, where, where, where are we going? Occultism, Christian, Middle East countdown. I mean, what do we say about the Middle East and Jerusalem? Jerusalem and Babylon. Do, do, how many realize how much of Babylon is being rebuilt? It's, ha it's happening. Economic systems, preparation for 666, uh, world chaos and so forth and so forth. That's enough. Okay, let's finish a little bit on the positive. Uh, did, you, did you know what's happening in Iran? My wife and I saw this on uh, Sid Roth on television, on the God Channel. And uh, he had an ex-Muslim there and he was uh, testifying. He had uh, shingles on his face and uh, it was all sort of bubbly, ter terrible. And he's praying to Allah and he said, Allah... If you're real, reveal yourself to me. And all of a sudden, it makes me cry. All of a sudden, the Lord Jesus appeared to him. And he said, I'm the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac. Those of you who know about Islam, I'm the God of Jacob. He said, you're the son of God. And the end, long story short, um, you know, he was miraculously healed. His wife was healed and a relative was <laughs> raised from the dead. And there are hundreds. Uh, I like, let me tell you one, one quick story as I sort of wrap up. There are hundreds of uh, Iranians coming to the Lord. And I said, God sees the heart. We can't get there. But God sees the heart. And so in a village, a small village, this man, uh, minister, he felt to show the Jesus film. And when he got to, and I've got to watch, I don't cry on this. I say, God, you're God. What you're talking about, the singing, God of creation, you're God. And that uh, when he got to the crucifixion, they began to wail and howl. At the crucifixion, and he, the minister said, have I done something wrong? They said, no. Listen to this. They said, that's the man that's been appearing in our village for the last two weeks. I said to Rain, God sees the heart. We can't get there in some places. And it's getting worse and worse. But God sees the heart. So hundreds of Iranians and... I don't know how many were here on that Sunday when the uh, uh, brother from Egypt, uh, Egypt spoke. How many were here oh, on the Saturday? It was here and he wouldn't let, the, uh, uh, let his message be taped. It's not safe. But it's the same happening in Egypt and some places in Syria. I say, God, you're on the throne. 
That's it. Oh, yeah. So Egypt, Middle East, and they say there are hundreds of Jews that are coming to the Lord. Uh, I'm sorry to say this, you know, I don't know what time I've got. I'm ready to go. I just hate to leave my wife with all the cards, (laughs) credit cards. But but, uh, what was I going to say? It was good. Oh, yeah, about, uh, yes, uh, so many Jews are coming to the Lord. And, and you see, oh, this is what I'm going to say. Thank you, Father. Uh, sorry to say this, but my wife and I, we, when we were in, in, in America on our last trip a few years ago now, the doctors grounded me, not allowed to fly anywhere, and uh, we got the newspaper... And they said about six or seven mainline churches have got together and I brought the paper home. If anybody doesn't believe me, I've got the newspaper. And they said, Jews do not have to be born again. I said to our people on the Sunday night, I think it was, I said, how many remember what Jesus said to Nikki? Nikki. I said, Nikki Demas. Oh, that's his surname, Nicodemus. He said, I, you're supposed to laugh. Are you a Jew? You've got to be born again to enter the kingdom. And you see, there's a false teaching, and this is what we've got to watch as seniors anyway. Uh, say, they are still the covenant people of God. And the rabbis got together and said, we're glad the Christians will get off our back and stop trying to convert us to their Jewish Messiah. I've got the paper home, if you want to look at it. So we're living in, you know, good days, bad days. Jewry and Jerusalem, what do I say on that? Increase our pouring of the sp- on the Spirit. Increase illumination of word and truth. Wish I had time on that. Increase evangelism. Harvest is the end of the age, Jesus said. Matthew 13. Prayer of Jesus. You know, I, I said it the other day. The devil hates Christ. He can't touch him, but he hates the church. And it, his motto is, let's divide and conquer the church, the body of Christ. And did you know, I got a note the other day, 38,000 denominations, uh, denominations, are in the world. How can they be the answer that they all might be one that the world might believe? Okay? Uh, prayer of Jesus. Sonship. Uh, Bride of Christ. Church triumphant. Feast of Tabernacles. And uh, the last feast, and let me finish on this. The church has had a historical Passover. Every time... Anybody accepts Jesus Christ as their saviour, they accept the Passover lamb. Church has had a historical Pentecost, but did you know the church has never had historically the Feast of Tabernacles? And you see, the last part of the feast was harvest time, gathering in the final harvest. So... 
there's good days ahead and bad days ahead. I hope this has helped. All right, let's go to our last scripture. Everybody said, last, Kevin, have mercy on us. Uh, let's, uh, down the bottom there, uh, Isaiah chapter 60. What did I say? Uh, chapter 60 and verse 1 and 2. Okay. All right, listen to as I conclude. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over, the, over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. Hallelujah. So darkness and light, two kingdoms that began in Genesis, they're running right through. And so on one side, darkness is increasing, but on the other side, light is increasing. And we are the children of light. Everybody said amen. amen. I hope you got something out of that. Be sure to visit kevinconnor.org for more information about Kevin, his books and his ministry.